Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Two Brothers channel. I'm one brother. And I'm the second brother. Welcome, everybody. Hey, hey. I'm excited about this episode. Back to you, Mr. Phil. Back to you. Hey. <laughs> I'm excited, too. And the reason why we're excited <laughs> is because, without further ado, we're having our first guest on the Two Brothers channel. We're going to have so many guests coming in the future. But this is historical because this is our first guest. And guess who it is? It's none of that. I'm just going to let her introduce herself. Over to you. Hi. Woo! Hello, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. My name is Rika, and I'm here as a special guest on the Two Brothers channel, and I'm so excited. Excellent. excellent. Okay, <laughs> let me just let the cat out of the bag. Um, a lot, some people know already. But Rike is actually my first and only daughter. Hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> Rike is my first and only daughter. Um, you know, and what we're going to be talking about is um, today is this process works. Mm. Okay, I've been sharing personal development um, ideas for many years and personal development processes for many years. And I've literally used my life as a guinea pig. You know how sometimes when you're sharing and you're teaching people, they kind of like side eye looking at you from the side eye like, are you sure? Okay, are you doing this yourself, you know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing it myself. I use my own life as proof. What do you think, Mr. Kale? Well, you know, you not only do it yourself, you've been doing it yourself from day one. You know, it's not, it's not do as I do. It's not, it's not watch as I do. No, no, no. What's, it's, what's not do as I <laughs> it's not do it's, as I say. Yeah. It's, it's, it's watch as I do. Do as mm. I do. You mm. take one step, I take a step. You don't take a step, I don't take a step. Okay. And that's been the motto from day one. So whatever you think um, is being asked of you, trust me, we've done it already. Back that's very important that's very important that's very important and the reason why is because we lead by example okay we don't lead by just talking and rhetoric so everything like mr clay is saying that we we teach and we ask you to do trust and believe we are not only doing we have done and we've done for so many years and guess what we will even be willing to always outdo you in whatever we say you should do. So whatever we say you should do, we, we have not only done it with, but one of the reasons why I've invited my daughter, um, Rike, on the show today is because some people think, you know, all right, you're saying all this, but what about, you know, um, are, you, are you applying it to your children? What is the story there? How is it? Is? And, you know, Rike has been, as have, used myself as a as as a testing of the, the ground for these principles i shared it with my brother okay and it was obviously as time goes on he will share with you how it has impacted his life so not only have my life been impacted it's impacted my brother's life mr claire's life and it's impacted many other friends of ours that we will invite onto the show from time to time, to come and share their stories, okay? However, today, what I want to, we want to look at the perspective, you know, that this process works, even when it comes to bringing up 
our children, bringing up our loved ones and family, okay? And especially, let's look at the hard subject, money. Mm. Money. So, mm. so when, I, when, when, when my children were very young, I stuck to that principle that if, um, if you're easy on yourself, life will be so, sorry, life will be hard on you. That's right. But if That's you're right. hard on yourself, life will be easy on you. Yeah. I use that principle for my children since they were this little, this little. And um, Rike grew up in, in my household. Some of the things I'm going to share with you now, you're going to go, oh, Mr. Phil, how can you be so nasty? How can you be so strict? How can you be so without fun? Because when they were growing up, okay, I taught them that, okay, what used to happen is that on my street in London here, when the ice cream van comes and it goes, clink, 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 clink. Yeah, I know it wasn't a very good um, impression, <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> indeed, indeed, Mr. Phil, indeed. Okay. When, the, when the van makes that noise, all the children on the street become a problem to their parents. Dad, I want ice cream. Dad, dad, I want ice cream. I didn't treat my children like that. My children are the only ones in the street that will not come out for the ice cream van. And it looks like I was such a terrible dad. Rike, how, so what was that experience for you? Let's do ice cream, then we go to McDonald's, then we go to money. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so the ice cream experience for me actually wasn't too bad because after a while you get used to it. You know, it was either a fact of you're not going to have ice cream today or we can go to the shop and actually get a better value for money. You know, it wasn't, it didn't really make sense to me after a while to be getting a cone for two pounds. So I understood the logic very quickly. Oh, very yeah, good. Thank you very much. Because that was, that's what I told because obviously my children will cry. So I sat them all down, little, little children. And I was like, look, if we really want ice cream, let's go to Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah. And let's go and buy a big tub for the two pounds that you're going to get one little cone. And we can get many cones. So that, they overcame that very quickly. So they understood it like, we can. okay, let's go to McDonald's. All right, what happened? Because, okay, with McDonald's, my ch I just saw children become a huge problem for their, for their parents. They will be in their car and they will pass a McDonald's. Oh, that! And they become a huge distraction and they will throw a tantrum just because they're driving past McDonald's. Guess but, what? McDonald's, McDonald's was very tricky as well because they give you toys for children. Ah. You know, not only do you get the meal, you get the toy, you get all the adverts. You know, so you you have a a, part, a lasting present. You know, for the trip to McDonald's. <laughs> Do you think they don't know what they're doing? Hmm. They know that children will become a problem for you. And me being a very, what should I call it? I won't want to say stubborn. I just don't like to be controlled by anybody. I knew what they were trying to do. So I basically said, no, McDonald's is not going to control the peace in my house. Hmm. Ice cream van is not going to control the peace in my house. McDonald's is not going to control the peace in my house. And the money I give my children is not going to control the peace in my house. So how do we do with McDonald's? My children just knew not to ask me where going to McDonald's. Rika, how did you deal with that? To be honest, we did try our luck most of the time. So we'll be coming back <laughs> to where we went. And um, we'd be like, oh, 
I speak to my brothers, I'm like, oh, let's ask that if we can go to McDonald's. No, we know you ask. Oh, no, you ask. We're like, okay, okay, okay. So eventually somebody would ask. And then they're like, oh, daddy, can we go to McDonald's, please? No, there's food at home. So that, that became the same as the ice cream. We eventually learned that there was food at home. And to be honest, it's a waste of money spending money on McDonald's. <laughs> Even though we didn't, we didn't actually like it. We always wanted McDonald's. You know, it came with all the, the little treats and everything. And at, when you're young, McDonald's tastes really good. <laughs> but we got over it. You know, like it didn't actually knock us in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, I guess it was just like a learning block for us that you don't get everything that you want, and if you do want it, you gotta work for it. Okay. Now, the the the, the last thing about that is, you know restaurants my partner then used to just wonder about me now what kind of man is this because my children they were they were born actually within the first three were born within four years and so i had like little babies you understand what i'm saying yeah um in four years i had three kids basically wow just imagine that and then the last one came four years later. So cut long story so short, I had like a brood of young kids. Now, I thought to myself, I'm not going to take these kids to Pizza Hut. And then this one is crying, this one is pouring food, this one is, you understand what I'm saying, yeah? So I'm like, you know what, all that, they ain't going anywhere. Let these children grow up. Hmm. And then we will go all those places, Rika, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, so I think the first time we actually went to probably Pizza Hut or something when we were younger was, it was for a birthday or like a special occasion. It was never just, oh yeah, let's just go have pizza. It was always, it had to be a special treat, you know. Um, but it was it was always an, an amazing experience. Uh, as we got older, it became better, of course, because then everybody was settled. There wasn't kids running around, you know. Like, our parents didn't have to control us, but we were already controlled, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was always for a treat or something. Never, And if we did want pizza, it would be that we'll have it at home, you know. So we didn't actually have to go to the restaurant to experience the experience. Yeah, now, the, so, question is, the question is now, sorry to cut you, Rike. The question sorry. is now, did you end up now going to those places, be it Pizza Hut, even even, nice even, even before we go to her being able to afford it and going herself? No, no, okay, go on, go on. My question yeah. to her would be, how did you feel looking at your friends that they were going to this Ah, place? very good. At that time, you know, because obviously they were both there telling her, oh, we're going to Pizza Hut, like it was nothing. And you know that's a big deal in your house, you know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just like, oh, we're going to McDonald's, and you know, well, we can't just all go to McDonald's like that. So how did you how did you cope with that, with the peer, peer pressure? For me, luckily, peer pressure was never a thing until I got a bit older, I think. Um, when I was young, I, I had my own voice, my own mind, if I'm being honest. But it never really had an effect on me. Like, I, I had pizza. I had McDonald's, but it was only on rare occasions. And it made sense when we were having it. It wasn't just, you know, we were just being spoiled for no reason. So I didn't feel any type of way when my friends were like, oh, yeah, we're going Pizza Hut. Okay, pizza. You could get a frozen pizza. What's the difference? <laughs> so, yeah, like, 
I didn't really have any any qualms with that. I'm not sure about my brothers, um, but for me, it wasn't it wasn't too bad at all. You Beautiful. Okay, one of the things is that obviously it became, after a while you guys grew up and it became delayed gratification that you could understand. But there, there came a time not too long um, after that that you could go yourselves. You know, how was that when the time now came that you could go yourself? Right now, Rika, you can go to Pizza Hut every day right now if you want because you can afford it. <laughs> Please tell us, tell us that journey. Um, as I got older, probably when I got my first job, that's when I felt like oh yes okay I can buy things I got my first job at 15 going on 16 so I was literally about to turn 16 um and it was quite a good paying job for my age at that time like compared to all of my friends it was you know up there <laughs> but um yeah we used to in fact in secondary school we used to go to McDonald's every day that was the link up spot <laughs> if I didn't honest, know that <laughs> As soon as we finished school, it was either you're at the chicken shop or at McDonald's or KFC or something. But um, yeah, we would go just as you know a social hub, not really to eat anything. You know, you'd be chatting with people, you know, playing games and things. It wasn't really ever to like just sit down and eat. You might get an ice cream, you might get a cheeseburger or some fries, and you know, at that time everybody would like chip in with each other as well. So it wasn't like anybody was missing out. Mm. Um, but yeah. When I got older, it wasn't as if I even wanted to go, you know, because when I learned how many hours I was working in order to get this amount of money, I was like, it is not worth it to spend all of that money in one go when I worked a whole hour for it. Excuse me, standing <laughs> on the shop floor. No way. <laughs> now, let, let's, let's make something clear. Um, did we, we, you said you started working at 15, yeah? Was it a case of us saying, oh, Rika, you must go and get a job now? Or um, was it a case of saying that we can't afford to keep you without you having a job? What happened? No, 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 absolutely not. For me in particular, I had three younger brothers. And like my dad said, we were all close in age. And I knew that my parents had bills to pay. My brothers needed things probably for school or new shoes, you know, uniform and things. So I never really felt like ever asking for anything. I never wanted to ask for money. So... Once I got my job and I knew that, yeah, I can have my own money, it wasn't like a fact that all oh, my parents pushed me into it. It was just so that I felt that little sense of freedom that, okay, nobody's controlling me and I don't have to ask for it as well, you know? I'm working for it, so nobody can take it away from me, essentially. So you don't need permission to spend your, to, to, to buy exactly. what you need. Exactly. <laughs> and that has been the culture for recare. Well, uh, some you see, even I hearing that, I'm like, oh, she can't even ask for money. Oh, you know, even I listen to that. There could be an element of that. But how? What would you say to someone that says that? Like, oh, you couldn't even ask, you know, because you saw you saw you had brothers and things like that. Oh no, it's not an ah uh, situation. If I'm honest, <laughs> it was not at all. It was that. Personally, I felt some type of way. I, I, let me see if I can put the feeling into words. Do you know when you feel kind of like embarrassed to ask? It, I think it was them. I don't know whether embarrassed is the best word to use, but that was the type of feeling, you know? Like I didn't want to, I just didn't. You knew you could do for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, know? you, didn't, need, you didn't need it. Well, exactly. I, I remember when I was 15 years old, we were not allowed to work, number one. 
my dad oh. was um, actually, you know what? That's a lie. I, I I was working. I was doing paper rounds when I was um, fifteen, and uh, but it wasn't. It was like um, I did that because if you ask my dad for anything, you just join the queue. You will be like, okay, you want the okay, join the queue. He asks first, <laughs> yeah, you will get you will get his first. Then you you know. And I used to just join the queue. So I started paper round and that helped me to be able to buy certain things. But the funny thing was, even when I started paper round at that age, I didn't know what to buy. So I was buying ridiculous things. Like, you know, this was, you know, I was buying like a, a, a game of darts. You know, I remember buying a game of weird, weird things that you just pick like, you know, buy it, <laughs> you know. So, um, but, but that was before I started my personal development journey. But it looks like you started your personal development um, journey before you even got, you know, you were started as kids knowing, knowing Mr. Phil. So um, it, was, it was instilling the principles in you as you were growing up. So your motivations for doing things is slightly different to most people. Yeah, I agree, definitely. Do you now, know what? Sorry, go ahead, Enrique, sorry. Just uh, going back onto that point of being hard on yourself so life can be easy on you. I remember one scenario when we, me and my dad were in the kitchen and I'm not too even sure what, what brought us to this whole, you know, conversation, but we had these cupboards beside the door and he was like, look, this is you and this is life. And he kept on like almost slamming his hand. <laughs> and he's like, Life will keep on hitting you unless you move yourself. So you've got to be hard on yourself by actually taking yourself out of situations where you know you're not meant to be in or actually just using common sense in some situations and aspects. And life won't be hitting you on the head anymore. <laughs> but literally, that has stuck with me till today. And I don't think I'll ever forget it. Let me expand a bit on that. You know, like she said, you know, there are some people that are in uncomfortable situations. They're in um, situations where they're in pain. It could be a relationship where um, somebody is not being nice to you or whatever. And you find yourself in that situation. Now, life will not tell you. Life, what I've found about life is that life will not scream and shout out to you and go, get out of there, I used to be move. No, life will very quietly... Life will just start smashing your head. Boom, move. Boom, move. Boom, move. Until you go, this is not fun. Then you remove yourself. <laughs> and what is is that? What what is that? A lot of people think that life, maybe that decision, maybe that um, maybe that fraud that you know you shouldn't be doing. You understand what I'm saying? Life will not scream and shout at you. That will be just like get out of the way, that's not for you, you may get one warning. You may nearly get caught. Mm. That's life going like this. You understand what I'm saying? Then maybe something will go wrong. You lose money. That's life going like this. And it's now for us to realize that hang on, if I'm smart, I need to get out. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Mr. Glare? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, you know, the sleepless nights, the worrying, looking over your shoulder every five minutes. That's life. Not, not, not being able to know when to even relax. You know, mm. even if you go on holiday, you're watching over your shoulder. <laughs> mm. Because you don't know what would, you know, the, probably the, the, the people that you're taking on holiday with you, that you're hoping that will help you relax, 
are oblivious to what you're doing, most of them. So they're having fun, and you're looking at everybody thinking, well, <laughs> yeah, I can't even relax. I can't even join in or enjoy myself too tough. So definitely, um, I know that even financially, it could be a problem where life is hitting you. You know, you want to, you know, the, the, the thing I'm saying I say to people is that things, it's not things are too expensive. No, no, it's just that you can't afford it. You know, so it's not that it's too expensive. The sh you know, when you look at it, it's all oh, the houses are too expensive, or oh, the sh the clothes are too expensive, the cars are too expensive. No, 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 no. You just can't afford it. The minute you can afford it, all of a sudden it's not a problem. It's not expensive anymore. <laughs> that is one of the most powerful things our mentor, our re remote mentor Jim Ron was the one that said that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. made me realize that true. No matter how high the prices go, it's not that the prices are too high. It's just that you cannot afford it. And guess who can change? You can change. You're not you know? a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you can move. So that's, that's like telling you that, okay, you need to move your spot. Move yeah. away from your position. Raise your financial level. Start talk, don't stop, you know, start, start making more money. Start thinking of ideas to expand your bank account, you know, which you can, you have the ability to do. You have that ability. Back to you, Brings Mr. Brings us to the next one, value. Hmm. Okay. Because you see, a lot of people will think and they will say, okay, I know I need to make more, more money. And so how do you, so how do I go from here? Again, it goes back to when we said, be hard on yourself. Because when you're hard on yourself, life will be easy on you. But when you're easy on yourself, life will be hard on you. Now, someone like, um, this is actually a very special episode for me. Because online right now is Mr. Kaleye and Rike, people that have actually taken to heart this process of personal development that we're sharing with the world right now and use their own life as an example. So it first started with Mr. Claire way before Rika was born. When we, I started, I said, I'm going to go this way. And everybody looked at me like, you're going that way. Okay, we will see. Then when Mr. Claire said, look, I think I'm going to be going that way. Everybody went, what? Are you going that way? Because he's going that way, you know? And, and Mr. Claire said a bit about that. Say a bit about that. Um, I think at that time, <clears throat> when you're a child um, and you're deciding for your own self, you can see all these adults. You know, you see everybody making decisions, people, you know, and when you know, you got to the age where I was, I was just about to finish school and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And this wonderful business opportunity came into our midst. And the, my, the, the, our mentor also came into our midst as well. And you could see that it was just like an elevation from where we are. Everybody was in like a mental kind of place. Well, this guy came in and introduced a new element that just like opened up a whole new world, right? That even these guys could not see or know, but they were not even interested to take a look. 
because they were convinced and programmed they were knew what they were doing and they were happy where they were going so for me what was more exciting <laughs> as a child i was like you know what i know what you, i know what you guys are about you know i've, I've lived all my life up to this point knowing everybody this new element that space i'm going to space <laughs> and that, that, that looks exciting way more excited than what you guys are all doing here you know i'm going with him you know so that was that's how it was for me and then well, for people looking at me would we'll look at oh is it because you know his brother is doing even this channel you know, a lot, a lot of people will probably be thinking, why is he, you know, two brothers? Why is he, are they only two brothers? Uh -uh. You know, do you have to be blood brothers? Why is he, <laughs> why is, is it him and him that are doing this channel, you know? And it's because of the journey, again. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay. Well, so sorry, Mr. Clay. You see, thank you when you said that. You see, when we, even you say even this channel, even this channel, who else on earth has been on that simultaneous journey than you, Mr. Clay? Who else? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, there's quite you know in in our family it's only me. Uh, uh, oh, in our family, what? <laughs> in our family, what? <laughs> it's only me. There okay, are people, there are people that we've dragged, <laughs> literally grabbed and dragged, you know, till, till we could not drag them no more. <laughs> we have to let them go. We have to say, okay, okay, okay. You know. Okay, so the key is this. This naturally happened. And this naturally, um, so the qualification is one of the things I found about life is that You've heard the phrase, the chosen ones, or we choose this person. No, ladies and gentlemen, what I found about life is we generally choose ourselves. You choose yourself. That's why I even coined the phrase, the few that choose. Mm. I've realized that you can't force people to do anything. They've got to choose to be to, to, to choose themselves first, to do whatever. So that means that, you know, um, they are going to choose to pay the price. And in that act of choosing to pay the price, they've chosen themselves. Mm. So like, Mr. Claire, you chose yourself on this journey. And that is why even with this channel, I look at you today and one of the things that I we wanted to achieve on this journey is that look you're my younger brother very quickly this process works so well that i never had to worry about you having money for yourself i just showed you the process and you started even earning more than me yeah Mr. Claire, please yeah. um i mean you know this this personal development journey is is amazing because your journey is not gonna it's gonna be your journey you know in terms of your goals and your dreams my dreams and goals is not the same as mr phil and it's not going to be the same as rike rike has the ability to dream up our own dreams 
have our own goals because a dream, all a, all a goal is is a dream with a date on it, as we all know. Yeah. So the minute she starts dreaming up, her personal development is creating her own wonderful life. Amazing. I mean, I mean, Rike, you know, coming just coming back to you, you've you've grown, you've born, you were born watching your dad on this journey. Yes, I was. And you know, being African. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Clay. With this video, I'm actually gonna try and look for because there was a picture of where Rike was born, and you were carrying Rike. <laughs> that picture, I might sneak it into this um, into this video. That would be and that would be a picture of me holding Rike as a young baby. Yeah. But like you said, Rike has started her own journey. She has her own dream. As a matter of fact, yay! My daughter is 21 years old this wow. year. Wow. <laughs> 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 you know, well, watch, watching, watching your being born and watching your dad, you know, develop because you can see his growth as well. Because you know, it's amazing. My dad was a was a was a very strict African, you know, in terms of nothing outside that box. You know, you knew. You had to get your education, 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 get your qualification, qualification, qualification. And once you get your qualification, you get that massive job, you know, that job that you would then work till you retire because that job obviously will look after you and your family. And when you retire, um, you know, he's made a success out of you. That was his plan. Go to school, get a good job, and you know, and you know, work as long for the long work for many years in that job till you retire, right? It was where 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 the where the problem became is when they said go to school, get a good job. Then then we were being I was being told when I was still in school there is nothing as such as a good job. You see. That's where the problem was. I was like, okay, <laughs> so a good job is not good. No, 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 no jobs is good. <laughs> if it was so, if it was so good, they wouldn't be paying you to do it. That's for sure. <laughs> so, yes, and that's the beautiful thing, Mister Clay. See, one of the things that happened is this, and this is what people didn't notice, is that time change, method change, the method from your time and don't worry people Rike is going to talk and we're yep. going to have a part yep. two to this yeah Rike is going to talk don't worry i know people want to see Rike like let Rike talk man let Rike talk <laughs> but Rike is meant, meant to be Rike's chance to talk <laughs> so we're going to do a part two but but just following on what mr claire is talking about yeah by the time we came along the methods have changed remember principles are permanent but most people mistake methods for principles. Yeah. But the method, by the time we came around, was like you get a job, you go, you go to school to get a job, and you stay in that job for 45 years, yeah. and then you retire. Yeah. Good life. That was meant to be the good life. That was, but the, by that the, time was the master I, plan. That was the master plan. That was the master plan. By the time I and you came along, Mr. Clare, suddenly that method was now not working as well anymore. There was no because, job for life anymore. Thank you. The job for life concept stopped. 
suddenly you couldn't even stay in a job for 45 years even if you wanted, if you wanted to <laughs> okay so so by the time our time came it was like i knew that okay you can't the process cannot just be go to school get a job and work that job the process now from our time which a lot of people did not notice and it's still going on now is this you go to school you get a job sorry you graduate from school into a job you graduate from jo a, a, a job i'm sorry then you then need to start oh sorry this is how it goes yeah <laughs> it's, it's, sorry, it's, sorry, it's, it's a lower it's a lower it's a lower it's a lot worse than that mr Phil, so. okay but let's make it <laughs> but i'll let you i'll let you i'll let you so we know that we have to graduate from nursery school to primary school Mm. From primary school to secondary school, yeah. from secondary school to A levels or higher learning, from that to university, you know, from university to a job. So you're graduating, and that's where most people stop. Now I'm going to introduce a new concept. You need to now learn how to graduate from a job into your own enterprise. Mm. Over to you, Rike. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree. Do you know what? Even I was speaking to my dad the other day about how this job is even doing my head in. I'm having enough of these people. <laughs> <laughs> so I know personally that I cannot stay in a job for the rest of my life. Mm. If I'm honest, even people that leave, people that have been in my job for like 14 years, I ask them, how? How have you been here for that long? Like, I, I just never understood the concept of being in a job for over like five, seven years. I guess it's unthinkable to me to be honest um but yeah i do agree with going into your own enterprise like you a job isn't going to create the lifestyle that you want it's it's only going to be able to provide you with the means so that you can go back to that job and collect more and you're still going to be doing the same work and they're going to be pushing you even harder and probably for even less pay you know like mm -hmm. it's ridiculous that people are you know basically looking after their families and trying to build a life off of a manual job that's not going to help them in the long run, you know? So I guess it's definitely a good idea okay. <laughs> for everybody to start um, building their own enterprise, building their own organizations, you know? Okay. Now, this is where we're going to round this up and we're going we're gonna to do a part two. We're going to invite Rike again next time. And I'm going to promise, so what we're doing is that we're, 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 where we are now is at the enterprise, yes? That's where we are, we're ending, okay? So we're just going to bring this to, a, to an end and see you all in part two. Say hi, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>